All right, we gotta do this because the maximum is 90 minutes, so I'm assuming that we should probably keep this a little bit short, right? Yeah, let's keep it short. All right, perfect. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Throne Bricks. As always, I'm your host, Alex Medeis, here with my lovely co-host, Nicole. Ah, Hi. so talk to us, Nicole. Tell us why we're doing this. All right, the why behind Be More Savvy is to be educated, be inspired, and motivated, and more importantly, to break generational curses. In regards to financial literacy, that's why Be More Savvy is here. Oh, all right, and in this pursuit of this glorious thing, Nicole has the amazing idea that we should sit down, we should do a podcast. Now, this podcast, if you guys have been listening, it's about financial, it's, it's building your finances. It's making sure that we all know the steps that we're all on the same page, because when I first opened up a bank, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm assuming that it was the same for you. And yeah, well, we thought we knew, but we have really no idea. And we're all learning together, and that's the point. We're here to learn, and we're here to realize that you're, it's, not, you're not alone. You're not alone. And in those lines, today's episode, what we're going to be talking about is the ever-important first job. Yeah. Now, for a lot of folks, that's working in a restaurant. For some folks, it's working for your parents. For some yep. folks, it's doing chores around the house to make 20 bucks a week. Yep. Regardless of your first job, today we're going to talk about the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts, and most importantly, where you don't want to end up. Yep. Definitely. So. so when it comes down to your first job, let's, again, I like to think on a blank state, a blank slate. Woo. <laughs> All right, so, excuse me. We're not going to talk about why that happened. We're just going to go straight into We're it. We're just going to go straight into it. Nothing matters. So clear your mind. Think about your first job, or better yet, why you had it. Think about, really, when was it, and why did you get it, and what did you do with that money when you did get it? Because I can tell you what I did with mine. Go ahead. I spent it. Hell yeah. I didn't save it. Yeah, why would you? I didn't think about saving it. You were young. Okay, so let me tell you about my first job. So again, think about on a clean slate, having your first job and um, you know, living in the inner city, do, do a lot of kids have their first job? I don't even know. I haven't seen a lot of kids come in and say, hey, I got my first job. Can I set up a bank account? <laughs> I had one dude come into my, well, one kid rather, I think he was like 16 or 17, but he came into my office <laughs> high as a kite. Okay. And at the very end of our meeting, which is like, you guys hiring? All right, so that doesn't count as a first job, everyone. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do not it doesn't, but I appreciated the, the effort. That's it all was it was. It was someone that was concerned, effort. but also what money was he opening with the account with? We're going to talk about that. Okay, so my first job was working at... I think I told you guys in the very first podcast, I worked at a seafood restaurant called Captain D's in Virginia Beach. Mm. I was behind in the kitchen making tartar sauce. You know, these big buckets turning the tartar sauce. It was taller than me, using a big spoon, having mayonnaise splash on my face. <laughs> you were, you were. It was so, just with a hat on. And I was I'm picturing mixing. you in like one of those Quaker outfits for churning the butter. That is true. <laughs> Gotta make the tartar sauce. Okay. <laughs> Virginians tartar sauce. Tartar sauce, you guys, with relish. So tartar sauce. Imagine walking into work excited about making something that smells like mayonnaise. And and when and then people are at and I had to scoop it. So I got a scoop and plat scoop plat put a lid on it. Gave it to clients who wanted to eat it with their fish. Every day. How long were you working for? Um, so a couple months. I would say for the summer. But I gotta tell you about the next job. Thank <laughs> you. 
vineyard. Oh my God. Sorry about that. All right, so we had a brief interruption, but hey, we're back. We're back. We're normal. We're back again. <laughs> Alex spilled his wine. All right, and that's a big deal. So let's continue. So real quick, you asked me about my first job. Yes, it was working at Captain D's, but let me go more into a job that I will remember. My second job actually was around the same age. Um, I was working as a, as a bank teller. So that one really is the one that kind of broke the ground in regards of where I am today. And that was working around money. Mm -hmm. So I worked with, I was behind the teller line. I was the cashier. So when someone walked in and they wanted to make a deposit, I was the one assisting them. And more importantly, I was probably making around that time, um, I was so excited, I was making $9 an hour compared to $7.25. So I felt like I was rich. So that was me. So what about you, Alex? So my first job, and this is really where I want to focus. I don't want to focus on like the job that like you remember most. I want to focus on the first job. I want to focus on when you were confused and when you were young okay. and where you looked at. My first job was at the restaurant where my parents had their engagement party Oh. because they were there. And I think I was, yeah, it was like 12 or 13. My stepfather, we had opened up a bank account and all this shit. He and my mom got married, and they had this like lovely reception in this restaurant, whatever bullshit. I noticed people were running around, they were my age. I did not do it, but um, my stepdad uh, spoke with the manager and was like, hey, do you need any extra hands around? So my first job was being a busboy at this like semi-fancy restaurant in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. That was it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I- uh, So you had cash flow. Barely. I mean, oh, okay. like when I say fancy restaurant, I mean like it was a restaurant where like we had to wear like a, a, a polo shirt and like treat people well. Yeah. But that was it. That was my first job. I wasn't making any money per hour. Like I had mentioned, it was a tip only job and I had no idea what I was doing. But that's that was my first source of income. And I think that that's really important. So we need to start <clears throat> with this with this episode. We want to start triggering triggering the mindset of where is your first where was your first job where, or where is or where is if you're have still you, looking if you haven't had a job yet like this is how you get started mm -hmm. you ask your, your stepdad sets you up with an angry fucking scott that you end up quitting later because yeah. you had to move his mistress into the hotel oh wow so first jobs are a disaster first jobs are a disaster i was cleaning bathrooms i was um also if they wanted extra tartar sauce had to go get it and you know what's so crazy i did get a check Every, I did not set up direct deposit because back then no one told me how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was going to the bank to get my, ca my check cashed. Not only that, you know, banks charge fees if you're not a customer. So, you know, I didn't know that either. Um, and you have to look at where the bank is on your check. So if you get paid from your first job and that check says um, Bank of America, for example, you have to look at where the check was from. Who has that check in order to maybe um, go to that bank to see if you can avoid the fee. Unless you go to your own bank to cash that check, that's how you avoid the fee. The goal is not to get, is not to pay money to cash your own check. Ace cash checking places, um, cash here, pay now, those cash corner places. We gotta start thinking differently because they are making profit by you going over there mm -hmm. to cash your check or getting a prepaid card. Getting a prepaid card, getting your checks early. These are all ways that uh, these quote unquote banks, these institutions, institutions that yeah. will take your paycheck. That's how they rip you off because every single time that you get your paycheck two days early, you're losing money on the back end. They are making profits. They somehow. are, they and are. always keep that in mind. Everybody's making a buck off of you. So the goal with that, when you get your first job, you wanna start looking, number one, 
look at where you should bank. Do your research before you set up direct deposit. Mm -hmm. Just because that bank is saying direct deposit doesn't mean that you should go there. Look at what they have to offer for setting up the direct deposit. Do you get online banking? Do you grab a debit card? Do they give you tools to learn financial literacy? Do they, um, are they able to get to? Do you have convenience? Are you gonna avoid any monthly maintenance fees? Is it a student account if you're a student? What can you do to start making sure that you are on track to um, you know, set up your first job? Exactly, and I think really what I want to dive into today is just figuring out where to go. Like, you and I, we live in the city. We see the people on the corners that are asking for money. We see the people that are trying to hawk, you know, off-brand Ravens gear. We see the O's fans. We see the, what are they the called? Hustle. Scalpers. The yeah. hustle. Yeah. The hustle. That's, that's a job. That's a way of life. You got to respect it. You got to respect the grind. But what, I'm, what I think I'd like to talk about today is getting your first institutional job, is figuring out what a paycheck is, is figuring out what direct deposit is. Because without any of those steps, you can hustle all you like, but the reason that you're seeing those people outside the stadiums is because that's the only thing that they knew. They've never collected a paycheck. Some of them have, but this is just what they're working on. You know what's crazy is what you're saying. Most of those people don't even know. They're actually entrepreneurs. Exactly. They are entrepreneurs. They are entrepreneurs, and there's ways that they can start making profit for being an entrepreneur. Are they setting up a tax ID? So even with you being a busboy, that's a form of entrepreneurship because you do not have, you're not tied to anything. You're cash only, mm -hmm. and you can really be what you want to be at that point. Exactly. But, and that's what's super important. It, Okay, so basics for everybody listening and out there. How old are you? When can you get your first job? 18 is, or 16 is when you can get your first 16 job. 16 is when you can get your first job. That is for quote unquote businesses that would give you a paycheck. Yeah. Now, when I was 13, again, it was an all cash business. So, I, go out, see what's in your neighborhood, where you can walk to. I didn't have a driver's license when I got my first job. My mom, God bless her soul, would drive me to my shifts, which me I too. thought was like the most important thing in the world like yeah i'm getting my pay i'm getting i'm making money yeah she would drive me to my job yeah if so, you're in the city you've got options around that now you can go out you can go and see what local businesses you are your grocery store you can go see your local uh restaurant your grocery store any places like that that would allow you to and you want to start budgeting for transportation so if you are in the living if you are living in the inner city and you get your first job you want to make sure you start putting money aside twenty dollars a week for transportation whether you take the metro the subway um the bus however you get to work make sure you start budgeting for transportation do not go overboard don't uber if you don't have to find ways to get to your job that's more convenient and that will save you money yeah don't take a job just because it looks nice like no one's first job is perfect but i think that it's really nice to actually go out and say like, hey I've got a gig it's not the greatest thing in the world but that's where you learn these habits and this is it's it's your testing ground because if you're in high school if you're in middle school if you can pick up a job that'll pay you a little bit of cash and you can actually start building these habits of saving a little bit of your money seeing how much a dollar is worth in real life and most importantly seeing how it feels to trade an hour of your life for seven dollars yeah that's a lesson that, that is. you're and, never going to learn anywhere else. And you want to start thinking, and now that you've traded that hour of your life, are you worth it? Exactly. Or are you worth more than that? Mm -hmm. And if you're worth more than that, Be More Savvy is here to help you ed become educated on how to turn that $7.25 an hour wage into becoming wealthy. Because you can still work a 9 to 5 and still gain wealth. You have to be strategic. 
And I would like to just dissuade, nine to fives are not nine to fives. When I got into banking, I thought, amazing. We're gonna open at 9 a.m., we're gonna leave at 5 p.m. I got banker's hours, what people always make fun of. Again, I was, what, this was six months ago? I was young, I was dumb, I was optimistic. Mm -hmm. Nine to five does not mean that you start at 9 a.m., that you leave at 5 p.m. That's how long the business is open. Nine to five means you're leaving your house at 8.30 because you're dressed and you gotta be in the office by 8.45. Nine to five means your business shuts down at 5 p.m., but you're leaving at 5.45, 6 p.m. You're cleaning up everything that's happened throughout the day, making sure everything's put away, making sure that the business is ready to be properly ran the next day on time and that you're there on time to make sure everything goes smoothly. Mm -hmm. And it sounds rough and it doesn't sound great, but it's something that is really important, especially just for your own educational purposes. And this will have you see, you know, I was talking to someone in the cab yesterday. It really wasn't a cab. You were taking a, a cab? I, I didn't mean to say cab. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to stop me. Oh it my was, God, that sounds like I run a DVD. I know, a DVD. Who runs DVDs? Okay, so I was in an Uber yesterday. Ah. So everybody knows what that is. Which you need a bank account to have an Uber. Right. And the Uber driver and I were talking about ethics, work ethics. What? I know. Is this conversation that I, I always end up sparking these conversations with my Uber drivers. I mean, I talk about all types well, of Well, because they're technically self-employed. They are self-employed. And, and you will be, believe it or not, so many of my Uber drivers don't even know that they are self-employed and that they can claim their Lyft or Uber business on their taxes as a business owner. And that goes back to what you want to do. If you have a hustle or some, a talent and you don't know how to put it on paper, you have to find a way to create a business in order to get paid for that. Oh, yeah. And wait. Forget what I was saying. Forget your local grocery. P Postmates. Yeah. Postmates. There's there's a, a guy when I'm off my ass and I can't, you know, function like a human being. I'll Postmates up some food from like a block away. And a kid, he, he, I've seen him like three or four times. He rides up on his bike. He gives me my food at my apartment. But that's his grind. What's Postmates? Postmates, it's... um. Like imagine if you had a personal shopper. Postmates is an app where you you go in and you need Gatorade from 7-Eleven. You put that in. Someone runs Gatorade to your house. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I've I... never heard of this and I think I'm scared to get it. <laughs> dead ass. It's the worst thing in the world. But it's it's also incredible. So if you don't want to go and to talk to your local, forget what I said. It's 2019. People are on their phones all day. Find something with that. Download an app and you can start getting paid. Download. Postmates, start running groceries in your local neighborhood. Start getting 7-Eleven for people that are too messed up to actually get off their butts. Oh, yeah. But that's what you can do these days. And, and you know what? The more you hustle, whether you're hustling for a business, whether you're hustling for yourself, whether you're hustling for a company or a corporate America, the more you hustle, the, it's going to pay off in the end. But you have to make sure that you are strategic with your funds. So making sure that you set up that direct deposit, making sure that you're, um, you have a bank where you have access, making sure that you can budget. Mm -hmm. Making sure that you have access to your money, online banking, mobile banking, making sure that you can watch your spending habits, holding yourself accountable. The goal in this podcast is start triggering is to start triggering once again, breaking generational curses. Being at home, sitting at home doing nothing is doing nothing for you. It will keep you poor. It will keep you in a way that you will not be able to get out of a hole. Why? Because you saw your mom and dad go through that hole. You saw your parents go through that hole, your cousins, your nieces, your nephews, your aunts, your uncles, whatever. And they didn't get out because they don't have strong work ethic. The harder you work, the more you make. The more you make, the more you invest. The more you invest, the more you become wealthy. I don't and, even know what to say after that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that's absolutely right. But I mean, go out. 
this is a shorter episode. Go out, just find some in your neighborhood. See if you can clean someone's yard for ten dollars. See and if you start can mow saving that money and figure out what that means. Don't go out and try to sling something that you found on the sidewalk because that's not that is it's self-employment. Make something, for God's sake, make something. Of when yourself. you get those pay stubs, you save them. Start mm-hmm. looking at what how much money you're bringing in. Start looking at those numbers. Don't shy away from those numbers. A lot of kids in the in the inner city, they don't. You do you know how many adults don't know how much they make a year, but they can tell me how much they make an hour how do you not know how much you make a year you have to sit down and know what you're worth if you don't tell me what you're worth most companies will tell you think about it if you don't know how much you're worth a company will make profit by always telling you how much you're worth Mm -hmm. for example if you don't if you don't know how much you bring home a year the company will sit here and tell you well you only bring home twenty thousand when you're working sixty seventy thousand dollars worth of work for them but they're not going to pay you that because you don't see value in yourself Mm -hmm. this podcast is about seeing value in yourself holding yourself accountable taking pride in what you do finding some work ethic get up go to work Bring home those paychecks, invest those paychecks, and find a way to make profit. You can do it. It is, again, Alex here. We are going to wrap up this, this episode, but this is Alex here. And with Be More Savvy, again, our goal is to educate, motivate, and inspire and break generational curses with Be More Savvy. Alex, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, go outside, clean your neighbor's lawn, and ask him for $10. Sounds good to me. All right. All right. So we will see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.